It is 7.19 on this uh, Thursday. Great night for the patio. Great night. Awesome weather. Um, And when the great weather comes and a long weekend comes, you know what else comes our way. And that is the sticker shock you will get as you fill up at the pump. Now, the average cost of gas and the cheap stuff I'm talking is a buck thirty-seven, but it's going to start going up, and we may see some of the highest prices we have seen in this province in the last four years. So, it's a big factor because it makes everything else get more expensive. And thirty-three uh, percent of the price of gas, thirty-three percent, goes to the government troughs. So, this is an election issue. Doug Ford promising to take it down from 14.9% to $0.09 a litre. Andrea Horvath planning to regulate gas so at least you'll know week to week what you'll pay. And when, well, she's going to raise prices because her cap and trade will make it go up uh, $0.4.4 a litre. And she was asked about this issue on Doug Ford's plan to decrease the taxes, and here was her response. There's a, there's a direct connection between the ability to invest in transit and, and the gas tax. I know he's saying that he'll take 10 cents out. We know that um, most people won't feel that. Well, they might. <laughs> they might. Let's bring in Christine Van Gein, who's been very, very busy today. She is, of course, with the Canadian Taxpayer Federation. Hello there. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, what do you make of uh, Ms. Uh, Wynn's uh, response? Um, There's a correlation between the gas taxes and and the building roads. Yeah, I mean, that that is correct, that gas tax revenue is supposed to go towards paying for for roads. But the reality is that it kind of goes into general treasury. And this is a government that you see having, uh, they can't seem to arrange a scandal that costs them less than a billion dollars. So... Um, Ford's pledge is, is going to probably cost about $1.19 billion. It'll shape 10 cents off the price of gas. Um, but this isn't something that we should talk about as costing the government money. We should talk about it as saving consumers, saving drivers and Ontario families money. And right. After all, it's your money. Well, well, and that's, I mean, the thing that, the, the, the one issue that, that kind of shocked me with Ms. Wynn's comment, because she's saying, well, no one will notice it. Well, of course they'll notice it because the I, price I will come down. I can tell you if, there, if there's a, a station selling uh, gas for ten cents a liter less than uh, another one in another part of town, you're going to go. There's going to be a line up at the one that's ten cents less. Yeah, and I know that um, you know analysts have said we are in for some real, really steep costs uh, this summer, which we know then drives up the cost on everything else, including whether it's the produce produce you buy in the supermarket, the TV set you decide to buy, it just drives up the price of everything. Yeah, of course, everything's connected. I mean, you, you pay a lot of money to, to uh, transport goods across the province. Uh, these things don't just magically appear teleported into stores. Goods that are manufactured have to be transported, and that costs money, and the more uh, you have to pay to transport those goods, uh, the the more you're going to pass that cost down to consumers. So lower gas prices aren't just good uh, for when you fill your own car up. It actually impacts the price of just about everything you buy in this province. And what do you think of Horvath's plan to regulate gas? I mean, that's a it is done in other provinces, but I do think that people would be happier with cash in their pocket, no? Um yeah, because it will leave you with more cash in your pocket. The, the provinces that regulate gas prices are, are in the Atlantic region. Yeah. Um, and there's actually been a study by the Atlantic Institute for Market Studies 
um, that found that since those regulated gas prices, essentially gas price fixing by governments, um, was brought into effect, it, it actually cost consumers more. So in Newfoundland, it's resulted in uh, drivers overpaying for fuel by about $63 million since 2001. So it's kind of one of those things when whenever the government decides to get involved in, in meddling with how businesses operate, it, it kind of backfires. And I know it comes from Ms. Horvath that kind of a, a nice, good-intentioned way. She, she wants to address this problem, whereas Ms. Wynn, of course, is saying she wants to drive fuel prices higher with cap and trade. Um, but the problem with Horvath's plan is that it will actually have the opposite result. Right. Well, because you'll be able to manipulate the market. So obviously, if if you start to predict these things, then I would think the gas stations will just kind of find a sweet spot and, and you know, work around it now. Well, with the way it's worked in the Atlantic provinces, it, it's ended up intruding into the market in a way that has ended up costing consumers a lot more. And the ultimate goal of what we are asking with our gas tax honesty day program um, and, and report that we released today, what we're asking for is for politicians to make gas more affordable, not less. And um, the only one who's tackling that, that head on and, and seriously addressing that is Mr. Ford. Okay. But then on the flip side, to play devil's advocate, um, Ford is, is making all these multi-billion dollar announcements and the big criticism that he is getting, aside from everything else he's criticized for, is the fact that how are we supposed to pay for all these promises when you're essentially getting rid of the things that bring in the revenue? Hey, I, I agree with you that I think Mr. Ford needs to put a price tag beside everything that he's planning on, that, he, that he's promising to spend money on. You, you have no argument with me there. But as I said, um, this is a government that doesn't seem to be able to, to orchestrate a scandal that costs the taxpayers less than a billion dollars a year. So um, I think if, if you stop doing things like that, if you stop uh, spending, you know, $8 billion on e-health, two, mm-hmm. a, a billion dollars on a gas plant that was never built, $70 million on a pension plan that was never brought into effect, $47 million on electric vehicle subsidies for, uh, you know, rich people who want to drive Teslas. If you don't stop doing all that nonsense, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can afford to do things like giving people a 10 cent a liter gas tax cut. Yeah. And so have we truly yet seen the costs of cap and trade uh, on our everyday lives yet? No, this is just the beginning when it comes to cap and trade. So it came in at about 4.3 cents a liter. By our calculations right now, based on the most recent um, carbon auction, carbon credit auction, we're about 4.4 cents a liter. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Justin Trudeau's commitment to uh, have all provinces at, I think he wants $50 a ton by 2020, um, you know, that's only going to, it's basically going to more than double what it is right now. And when do you expect that to hit? Because I think right now we're all kind of lulled into this, well, I can't see it. It's not really happening yet. So, you know, denial is sometimes an easier place to live. Yeah, so with with the Trudeau commitment, it's supposed to happen by, by 2020, but mm-hmm. um, at, to, to have uh, the, the, the price for the carbon tax at twenty uh, at $50 a ton, uh, more than more than double what it is right now. Um, but yeah, part of the problem is a lack of transparency, as you mentioned, that we are lulled into a sense of, of not knowing um, knowing what's going on because there is no disclosure on our receipts when we fuel up that says, here's this line item for, uh, for the carbon tax. And if the whole idea behind a carbon tax is behavioral change, 
you're not giving us the information that you're even charging us this thing and asking us to change our behavior. Right. And then meanwhile, um, the government subsidizes driving electricity rates up, and then they're subsidizing electricity prices when the whole idea is that we're supposed to use less electricity so that we uh, and and less natural gas so that we are you know saving the planet or or whatever their 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 goal is. But but. They're, they're subsidizing the price increases that their own policies are bringing in. So it's a whole cycle that makes no sense. It is. But, I mean, the messaging has to get sharper. I mean, if, I, if I'm advising Doug Ford, which I'm not, um, I, I mean, I would be taking all those subsidies off of things like Tesla's. I mean, I, I do not think Ontarians well, should be... Well, the Tesla subsidies are, are finished. The yep. Tesla subsidies, they were, they, they were brought in, then they were canceled, then they were brought in again, and then they were canceled again. So right now... Oh, I didn't hear they were canceled, canceled again. I just knew that they were back in, so I was a little yeah, surprised they, by that. They, they keep switching. I mean, I think that in the run-up to the election, they got rid of it. Um, just, I mean, I, I don't understand. They didn't tell me that this was their thinking, but I would assume that it's because it's politically unpopular to give subsidies to people who buy $150,000 cars. So they did cancel that, but... Um, well, why are you going to give them a subsidy when you're you are also I mean, you've got Andrea Horvath saying, hey, you know, we're going to just tax the rich because uh, not that there's enough of them in Ontario to pay all the bills, but you're giving them 14,000 here and then you're going to tax it back through a different way. I mean, it's kind of just a, a big old circle that never seems to end. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right. Well, we'll probably touch base with you uh, closer in the next couple of weeks because uh, getting back to my point on these billion, 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 multi-billion dollar promises, someone's going to pay for that. And I still, I don't know why we're costing budgets and platforms if we have no actual <laughs> clue what the, the money is in the pot. Yep, you're absolutely right. Anyway, All right. Thanks for having me, Alex. Thanks so much. That is Christine Van Gein joining us from the uh, Canadian Taxpayer Federation. So it's complicated. All I know is the price keeps going up and hitting us right in the pocketbook. But again, strategically, though, these are the kinds of pocketbook issues. When someone says, hey, I'll save you nine cents at the the pump, that's popular. That's called populism. And so that's what people will relate to rather than cap and trade, which no one understands. Quick break here. When we come back after 729, we'll get our global talkers in to... uh, We'll we'll talk a bunch bunch of stuff, including what we've already gone over. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.